Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We'll have another podcast. We welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius, getting you set for week two as we break down last night's game between the Browns and the Bengals. What happened? Is there anything to worry about? How about moving forward with those two teams? We'll talk about that, but we're also going to be taking a majority of this podcast, breaking down the rest of week two, all the Sunday matchups. We'll take a look at the Monday night football game, that and much more on today's podcast. So I'm not going to waste much time, but before we jump into the podcast, if you have not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at Genius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore genius underscore on instagram our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything it's the genius thing mastermind chat weekly monthly and full season package available if you have any questions hit us up on twitter or instagram more than happy to put you over the top to make you part of our genius mob and get you on the right foot of your fantasy drafts Last night, we saw the Browns finally get into the win column this year, taking out the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow looked like a... Uh upcoming star. I, I, I like what I see from this kid. The more and more I see, yes, there are there, there are struggles for him, um, which is going to be happening for a rookie quarterback, but absolutely love the start that we've seen out of, out of Joe Burrow. Um, he's, he's showing signs that he is the answer. He is cool and calm under, under pressure, um, but again, those rookie mistakes are going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's happened with everybody. Peyton Manning did it when he was a rookie. I mean, these, these no matter how good you are as a rookie, you're going to struggle because you're kind of getting your feet wet, but I do like what I've seen from Joe Burrow, like what we're hearing about A.J. Green uh, giving the respect to Burrow about how, how good of a quarterback he is, what kind of leader he is on the field. So I, I do like the Joe Burrow, 300 yards, three touchdowns, looked the part last night despite the loss at Cleveland. Baker Mayfield looked okay, um, but it, for me it was all about the ground game. As I talked about, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both going to return value this year. I, I do like Kareem Hunt a little more just because of where you're drafting, where you're drafting the two at. You know, I, th- I think there's more value to be had with Kareem Hunt, but I definitely think that Nick Chubb showed last night he still has that tremendous upside. And it, For those two, it's, it's going to all matter on what's going to happen with the game plan. If it's a close game, I think both players have a phenomenal chance to return value. But if it is a passing game, that's where I kind of worry about Nick Chubb. That's why I kind of went uh, more Kareem Hunt than I did Nick Chubb in my draft. Just because, obviously more more so because of draft position, but also the passing game is much more Kareem Hunt. But if these games are going to stay close, we're going to see something like last night where both players can reach value and both players had a phenomenal Thursday night game. Odell Beckham got in the end zone. That's about all he did. I mean, he he, he looked better than he did week one, but uh, that's not saying much. I don't think he got in the end zone. I think he was down. They kind of threw him a bone in that game. So if you take away that touchdown last night, I think Odell Beckham's game was about a blah game for uh, what you're expecting out of Odell Beckham. And I just think this year is going to be a rough year. I, I just don't know if the Browns are the right situation for Beckham. Uh, so you got to wonder if this is going to be something that's going to happen all year. And with, with with someone like Beckham, if he's not getting the ball, we know he can kind of turn and kind of have the, that, that attitude. So you got to wonder what's going to happen if he, if he continues to struggle after last night's okay game um, for the most part. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals. Looked fantastic. Looked slow to start the year. I mean, start the game, but he did finish strong. I do like Boyd moving forward. AJ Green, a lot of targets, but didn't really do much with those. But you got to like that those targets were there. And the big blow was CJ Uzuma. Uh, looks like he might be done for the year. Looked like an, uh, an Achilles injury to me. Looked like that Achilles rolled up. A painful injury. 
you got to wonder if that's going to happen with him. If that's the case, uh, the sample is going to be a, a, a nice option in uh, fantasy leagues off the waiver wire because we do know that Joe Burrow does like to use his tight, his tight end position quite a bit from his time in college and what it looks like he's going to do here in the upcoming 2020 season as a rookie. Moving forward to these Sunday games, what's going to happen in each one of these games? We're starting off with the Broncos and Steelers. I think the Steelers are by far the better team. Both teams are kind of... Um, dealing with their own injuries. The Broncos likely will not have Cortland Sutton. I don't, I don't think he plays this Sunday. I think they sit him out another week. But And going against the Steelers' defense, which is a legit top three defense, uh, absolutely phenomenal defense. I just think it's smart to not play him, let him kind of rest another week, see if he can come back next week. Um, I, I think the Broncos are kind of overmatched in this game on paper. But again, that's why they play the games. I do think Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy have paths for success in this game. I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of the um, passing game as a whole. We did see Daniel Jones kind of pick the Steelers' defense apart, um, something that maybe Drew Locke can do. But again, Drew Locke is very young. He's still going to have his growing pains, and I can see the Steelers' defense kind of getting all over him and this young offense in Denver. But I do think that there are paths for success for both Melvin Gordon and uh, Jerry Judy in this offense. Noah Fant looked fantastic on Monday night. I think there's a chance that he kind of, um, if if you're talking about quote-unquote safe plays, maybe it's Noah Fant is the safest play for the Broncos, but by no means am I looking at targeting any of the Broncos against a very good Steelers defense. As for the Steelers offense, I think the ground game, um, what sounds like James Conner is, is more likely to play than not play um, after, after suffering that injury on Monday night. But personally, I'm not looking to target any of the running backs against the Broncos. Broncos looked very good against the run against Derrick Henry. Um, so, I, so, I, so I definitely think that there's a chance they can stop this Steelers ground game. And I'm much more impressed by the passing game. I think this, this passing game is going to be elite this year as long as Big Ben stays healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Washington. Uh, Deontay, um, Johnson, James Washington kind of showed glimpses on, on Monday night as well. And I think Eric Ebron and Vance, Vance McDonald can both have a, a decent game against the Broncos because we know the Broncos do struggle against tight ends. Eric Ebron's more of a play in all leagues, um, where Vance McDonald's more of a uh, GPP dart in uh, DFS option uh, big tournaments. I have the Steelers over the Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Giants and the Bears, both teams looking to kind of Build on what they did last year, last week. The Giants looking to kind of hopefully get in the win column after a, a, a tough loss to the Steelers. They kind of played their hearts out for most of the game, but the Steelers were by far the better team. The Bears come from behind to beat the Detroit Lions in the fourth quarter. I think the Giants have a lot of options on offense. We saw this offense kind of have success against a very good Steelers defense. Now they're going against the Bears, who are, who are an okay defense, but they're not nearly as good as the Steelers. So I definitely think there's pass for success for all parties on the Giants offense. If I'm picking between the options, I think I still like um, Saquon Barkley, obviously, is my number one option on, on this offense. And I still think it's Evan Ingram um, over the wide receivers just because I think there's going to be much, uh, he's going to have a bigger impact than he did in week two. I mean, week one, dropped a lot of balls. Um, did, just didn't look right against the Steelers. I definitely think this is a nice bounce-back spot against the Bears. And if I'm picking between the wide receivers, I still like Sterling Shepard, despite the connection that seems like Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton have. I still do think by the time it's all said and done, um, Sterling Shepard is the better receiver between the two, stat-wise, and I think I like him a little better against the Bears this week. As for Chicago... Hearing rumors about maybe Allen Robinson demanding a trade with the Bears. If he is... On, in the lineup, obviously, he's one of the better wide receivers in football, um, especially going against the Giants' secondary, who is dreadful, as we saw the Steelers on Monday night. I absolutely love Allen Robinson this week. 
Um, Anthony Miller, another fine option against the uh, secondary that that can be had all over the place, and I think Jimmy Graham can also kind of be, be had as well. Likely not going to touch the, the running backs in in Chicago. If I'm picking, I'm likely going to be going David Montgomery because I think the, the more and more as it goes. Last week he looked fairly good. Oh, I think he's going to get more and more. Um, going as the year as the year goes by and and, and kind of gets over that injury from training camp, but I'm likely not going to have too many shares of the of the ground game, and I do like Mitchell Trubisky as a possible waiver wire pickup and playing the the uh, the streaming option at the quarterback position against a very bad Giants defense. I have the Bears beating the Giants on Sunday. Next up, likely the premier matchup of the weekend. The Atlanta Falcons head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. I think there's offense galore in this game. I think the defenses are kind of struggle on both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, so I'm, I'm not going to tell you who to play. Play everybody. Play Matt Ryan. Play Julio. Play Calvin. Play um, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, um, Michael Gallup, there's a lot of options in at the ground game. Tony Pollard even has had has some interesting options. If you're looking at GPPs, um, kind of maybe looking at players that might be a little lesser owned, instead of maybe going with Amari Cooper, um, maybe go with a Michael Gallup and Ceedee Lamb with with uh, with the Dak Prescott. Maybe instead of going uh, Julio Jones, just go Calvin Ridley with with Matt Ryan. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Or you just full stack the game as uh, the the Falcons itself. Maybe instead of taking the the double stack, hope for a huge game from Matt Ryan, kind of distributing the ball. And you take a Julio, and you take a Calvin Ridley, and maybe you take a Hayden Hurst, and you kind of go everything. Or maybe you take uh, uh, Todd Gurley as well, and you get all the all the touchdowns if if the Falcons are going to put up a lot of points. But again, they're going to be very expensive plays on in DFS, and I think the Falcons and Cowboys are going to be probably the most popular play. So there's there's a couple games later on that I'll talk about that I do like to kind of swerve off of that very popular Falcons Cowboys game. But everybody and all players on this on both offenses are in play this Sunday. I have the Cowboys winning a very high scoring game on Sunday over the Falcons. Next up, we have the Lions and the Packers. Packers look to go 2-0, where the Lions hope to not to fall to 2-0-2. Lions struggled to get, get, uh, hold the lead against the Bears on Sunday, where the Packers put a beating on Minnesota. I think this is going to be another sneaky kind of shootout. I think the Packers' defense is on the right move to kind of make a, a jump in this league this year. I think their defense will be much better than it was last year, especially against the pass, which they struggled last year. But I think the Lions do have a, a, a path for success. We're going to have to kind of keep an eye on as As, as of doing this podcast, um, Kenny Galladay is still questionable. I don't think he's going to play this week. I think there's a, there's a, a very good chance that they, they sit him out for another week and they kind of hope that he's going next week. So if that's the case, I think we do have to kind of look at Marvin Jones as a possible play. Um, DeAndre Swift dropped that gimme touchdown late in the game, but I still think that he is a buy low in all in all formats. If if and there's a very good chance you could possibly get him for free. And I think Matthew Stafford obviously is going to have a decent game against his Packers secondary. As for the, as for the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, those are your main uh, parties that you want to start with. I think there also is a chance that you can look at a number two option. If you, if you can figure out who that number two passing option is in Green Bay, you're, you're going to find success because we do know that that player does kind of finish the year as a very good talent. It's just, is it going to be Mar- 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 uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or is it going to be Alan Zaz- Lazard? I think it's going to be Lazard, um, so I'm likely going to be looking at Lazard in, in DFS this week. Likely not going to play either in um, uh season long, but as for DFS, large field GPPs, I don't hate the idea of going Devonta Adams with one of those two wide receivers. I'm choosing Lazard and pairing them with uh, Aaron Rodgers in DFS. I have the Packers moving to 2-0, beating the Lions who fall to 0-2. Next up, we have the Jaguars and the Titans. 
Both, both teams 1-0. Titans were obviously one of the teams that we were looking at in the AFC South to win that division. The Jaguars kind of get a upset win last week at the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, yeah, against the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Titans are just going to be too much for the Jaguars to hold. I, there's not very many shares on anything on the Jags that I would like to target. I think you can look at Gardner Minshew and DJ Shark in GPPs, um, but I'm likely not going to have very many shares of anything over there in Jacksonville. I don't want anything with, to do with the ground game. We saw the Titans kind of have a decent defense on the ground against the Broncos at times. Yes, Melvin Gordon did have a decent game, but I think that the Jaguars' uh, ground game is going to struggle against the Titans' defense. And especially if the Titans do kind of get up big, they're going to abandon that run and kind of go with the pass. And I think that's going to be a very common theme. Despite the 1-0 start, I think the Jaguars are going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. As for the Titans, give me Derrick Henry. Give me all the Derrick Henry. Yes, he had 100 yards, but that was on 30-plus carries last week. I think Derrick Henry's going for a monster game. I think he can push, possibly hit that 200-yard mark against this very bad Jaguars defense, and I do think that with um, A.J. Brown out of the lineup, Corey Davis can have a decent game, but again, he's also banged up, so kind of definitely have to keep an eye on Corey Davis, and if maybe Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are both out, you got to look at maybe John U. Smith having a bigger role, but with um, A.J. Brown officially out, I still do think John U. has a bigger role as well, but definitely keep an eye on Corey Davis, because if he's out, out as well, John U.'s role becomes even bigger with both those wide receivers out. I personally think Corey Davis does play, and I think he has a decent game, but for me, it's all about Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry's in for a big game, so I'm likely going to avoid the passing options, but there are options to, to, to look at in all formats, but for me, it's all about Derrick Henry and what he's going to do against this very bad Jaguars defense. I have the Titans kind of rolling the Jaguars on Sunday. Next up, we have the Vikings and the Colts, two teams looking to bounce back from losses that they were hoping would be wins this past weekend. The Vikings losing to the Packers and the Colts getting upset by the Jaguars. I think this, be, this is one of those sneaky shootout games that I think I might look to target um, a, a, Outside of that Dallas-Atlanta game, I think there's a lot of options we can see um, between both teams. Dalvin Cook against this Colts off uh, defense can be a nice play. I do like Alexander Madison as a, as a, as a kind of a sneaky, um, large-field GBP play. Um, I do like the passing game. I do like Adam Thielen. We saw Thielen have a big second half last week. I think he can kind of build on that second half with Kirk Cousins. So I do think there is a very big game coming also from Adam Thielen as well. I think he can possibly maybe duplicate that two-touchdown score against this Colts secondary. Match for the Colts, we, we, we saw Phillip Rivers do what he does best. He throws the running backs, throws the slot receivers, throws the tight ends. I think it continues. But I, but I also do think that T.Y. Hilton kind of has a breakout game this weekend as well. If you have Paris Campbell, I think he is very much rosterable in all formats, especially PPR leagues, because we know that Rivers does use, does use a slot receiver, and that's where Mr. Paris Campbell starts, so I definitely have no issues starting him in all formats. I have the Colts beating the Vikings this Sunday. Next up, we have the Bills and the Dolphins. Not much to say about this game. The Dolphins are bad. They're going to be one of the worst teams in football. The Bills look like they are legit one of the better teams. I have the Bills winning this game handily. I think you can start anybody and all players on Buffalo, whether it be Josh Allen, whether it be either receiver, John Brown, or Stephon Diggs. I don't think that either um, either running back is a bad play as well. I prefer Devin Singletary this week over Zach Moss. I think by the time this year's, year finishes, it's going to be Zach Moss over Devin Singletary. Singletary, but I think early on, I still think it is Devin Singletary, despite Zach Moss having the decent game last week. I still think Singletary is the better player early in the season, but as the, as the year progresses, I'm going to be leaning much more to Zach Moss. As for the Dolphins, I'm likely not going to play many parts on the Dolphins as well. I, I just don't like... 
anybody on that offense going up, going up against the Bills, who might be the number one defense this week. I have the Bills rolling the Dolphins on Sunday. Another game that's kind of a, a cross-off game for me, outside of maybe the defenses, is the 49ers and Jets. I think the 49ers, are, just like the Bills, are going to roll this Jets team. I think the defense could be a um, – it's, it's going to be between the 49ers and Jets. I mean, 49ers and Bills for me for the top defense in the, in, in the week. I slightly lean, I think, to 49ers against this Jets offense. Jets offense, uh, we're already out, already out Le'Veon Bell. Now no Jamison Crowder. There's absolutely nobody on this offense to, to kind of get the job done. I can see a shutout in the making. I don't want to have too many shares of the 49ers as well. I just don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to get up big, they're not going to pass. Are they going to kind of rest Raheem Mostert? Are they going to play the hot hand? I just don't think that Jimmy Graham, I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Garab, uh, I'm sorry, George Kittle, uh, there we go, getting, finally getting it out. George Kittle likely just um, looks like he's a game time decision. I, if, if it's me playing, if, if I'm the 49ers and looking to uh, make a decision on George Kittle, why start him against a team that you're likely going to beat no matter what handily? I let him sit out for a week. Yes, it sucks if you're if you're a George Kittle fan um, and a fantasy owner, but I think the smart decision is to let him like, heal up after that knee injury last week. So the only part that I'm likely going to be starting uh, with confidence is going to be the 49ers defense. I have the 49ers in a route over the Jets on Sunday. Another very interesting game, another game that I can look at targeting over that Dallas-Atlanta game is this Rams and Eagles matchup. Um, sounds like Miles Sanders is going to play this game. I am so happy. I have so, many, so much Miles Sanders. I was a little worried last week that is this injury worse than maybe I thought it was. He says he's 100% healthy. If he says that, you got to trust it. I'm locking him in in all my lineups. Love him in DFS. Love him in obviously in season long. Absolutely think that he's going to help maybe that, those eight sacks last week that uh, Carson Wentz suffered uh, to the Washington football Football team, so I definitely think the return of Miles Sanders is going to help this offense. Absolutely love Miles Sanders. I think there's a chance that we see another big game out of Dallas Goddard. Um, Zach Ertz, I think, is also in, in for a decent game. I think it's going to be much more of the running backs and the tight end position uh, for the Eagles for me to target. I don't know if I'm going to be targeting much Jalen Rager. Don't know if I'm going to be targeting much Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think the Rams do have a very good cornerback secondary there in uh, in Los Angeles. So I like the tight ends. I like the running backs, obviously, with Miles Sanders. As for the Rams, I think we can start Jared Goff. I think we can start either wide receiver Cooper Cup or Robert uh, Robert Woods. We don't know who Darius uh, Slay is going to be on. Uh, my guess is gonna be, he's going to be on a little bit of both. Um, so I do prefer Woods over Cooper if I'm picking between the two. And I'm likely going to still go back to the well on Cam Akers. Uh, likely not, maybe not in season long, but I do think at DFS he's a nice option with people maybe uh, not, not going that way because of the game he had last week. He still had the touches. He just didn't produce with the yards. And the Eagles, um, I, I, I can see a path for success for this Rams offense. So I do like the Rams and the Eagles to kind of shoot out a little bit and kind of be a, a swerve off of that Falcons and Cowboys game. I have the Eagles beating the Rams in a fairly high-scoring shootout. Next up, we have the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady hopes to bounce back from his uh, kind of a rough start from this last weekend. Panthers look to hopefully uh, get in the win column after their loss to the Raiders. Only part... uh, there's only a couple players I'm looking to target on the Panthers, and that's Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Outside of that, I do not want to target this kind of sneaky good Tampa Bay uh, secondary and pass defense. And I'm um, you can't stop Christian McCaffrey, so you can only hope to can contain him. That's not going to happen. Christian McCaffrey is one of the better plays in the league. 
and I believe that he's going to be obviously uh, a very popular play. So if I'm looking at between the very high, the, the high top tier running backs, I may uh, avoid McCaffrey just because I think a lot of people are going to go there. They're going to look at the the Tampa Bay defense from years past and kind of go that route. I think there is a path for the for the Buccaneers to kind of keep him under under wraps, but you're not going to shut McCaffrey down. So I definitely think he is still going to get there. As for the Buccaneers. Don't know what's going to happen with Chris Godwin. He's through. The, he's in the concussion protocol with the NFL with, uh, from his injury last week. I think this is a Mike Evans game. I think Mike Evans goes off in this game, and I think Tam, uh, Tom Brady shows that he is the answer for Tampa Bay. Last week was not what the years is going to be about. I like the Buccaneers to win handily against the Panthers on Sunday. In the afternoon, we have the Washington football team and the Arizona Cardinals. I have the Cardinals winning this game. I think there's a lot of options we can look at on both sides of the ball. I think we do kind of get that Antonio Gibson game that we maybe thought last week. So I do like him quite a bit this week to kind of bounce back from that rough start. Terry McLaurin, another player that we thought would have a, a decent game last week. I think he does bounce back this week as well. I do like both those players for Washington. That's about it for me on Washington. As for Arizona, we saw the Kyler Murray to Deshaun uh, DeAndre Hopkins happened quite a bit. As, as, as a matter of fact, 14 for 151. I think it continues against his Washington defense. I absolutely love Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins this week in, in all formats, especially in large field GPPs. Um, not very, not too sold on Kenyon Drake. Coming into the season, I was not high on him, and I'm still not high on him. I still think Chase Edmonds might be the better running back between the two for this offense, so I'm likely not going to have too many shares any week, um, and, and this is one of those weeks as well of Kenyon Drake. But I am going to also m- maybe look to Chase uh, Edmonds as a possible large-field GPP swerve off some of the other value running backs. I have the Cardinals over Washington on Sunday. Next up, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs showed why they're good, why they're their team they are. They have so many weapons. Now they add a running back that can kind of get the job done. An elite running back, Clyde Edwards-Alar. The guy is phenomenal. He looked great on Thursday night to open up the season. 130-plus yards and a score. Give Patrick Mahomes a player like that, and this league is going to be scared yet again. I and, and, and then a player like Patrick Mahomes, only 200 plus, about 211 yards passing, but he did have three touchdowns. So if you're telling me a game like that is a, a low game for Patrick Mahomes, that's not good news for the rest of the league. I think the Chiefs could roll this Chargers team. I think there are a couple options that we can maybe look at on the Chargers, but I think the Chiefs' defense is also in play. Um, all parties are, are available to play on the, for the Chiefs. I think you can start Tyreek Hill. I think you can start Travis Kelsey, obviously. Uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alar is, is, all, is also a fantastic option. But I think you can also look at Sammy Watkins. You can look at McCole Hardman. only thing between those two is you've got to figure out which one's going to be the one going off on a weekly basis. They're likely going to be taking turns. This guy, that guy, that guy, this guy. Um, I think it's going to be McCole Hardman this week. Last week it was Sammy Watkins, so, I th- so I'm going to be going to the well of McCole Hardman, who I was very high on coming in the year. I think we can see a decent game out of Hardman against this Chargers secondary that is banged up. As for the Chargers offense, I think Austin Eckler's in for a big game against this Chiefs defense, and I think Hunter Henry is also in for a big game. Um, I do like Mike Williams a little bit for large field GPPs, and I'm likely not going to have too many shares of Keenan Allen just because I like other options a little more. And again, coming into the year, I was not as high on Keenan Allen as I was some of the other Chargers like Austin Eckler, like Hunter Henry. Um, So that's the way I'm looking at targeting this game. I have the Chiefs beating the Chargers on Sunday. 
Next up, we have the Ravens and the Texans, a game that looks great between the two teams, but I think we're going to find out that the Ravens are by far the better team. Um, this could be a game that maybe looks good on paper for some uh, for some options. I mean, you have Deshaun Watson, you have Will, Will Fuller, you have Brandon Cooks, you have David Johnson. You have a lot of big names that can kind of get the job done that are, that are kind of lottery ticket players, but I think this Ravens defense is elite. This Ravens defense is very good. I think this game could be a game that we, that, uh, we see these Houston Texans struggle mightily. If you have another option over Deshaun Watson, I would definitely think about doing it. I wouldn't start just anybody because I think there is a path for, for him to kind of get there. Just like he did on Thursday night against the Chiefs, he looked horrible to start the game. But by, by the end of the game, he did get that garbage time. He did get there. And again, garbage counts just the same as regular time. You know, even if your quarterback's getting garbage time scores, those count just like the scores early in the game, even if it's close. I do think that there are chances that we do see Watson have success against the Ravens, but I think they're slim. I do like the Ravens to kind of ha- uh, beat this team uh, kind of handily. If we're talking about the Ravens, I think Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, uh, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram are all fine options against this Texas defense. I prefer Ingram over Dobbins this week, but I think just like the, when I was talking about the um, uh, the uh, who are we talking about? The Bills situation, I think we're going to see that it's going to be more of J.K. Dobbins down the road over at Mike Ingram, just like with them, it's going to be Zach Moss over Devin Singletary. But I think to start the year, I do like Mark Ingram a little more than Dobbins this week against the Texans. I have the Ravens winning handily um, when it's all said and done over the Texans, maybe by a couple scores. But I do think that maybe Will Fuller is a player that we can start no matter what. Um, if, he, if he's going to get peppered with, with, with targets, you got to hope that he turns those, tar- uh, those targets into receptions. So I can definitely see like an 8 for a 100-yard game, which are fine, fine for uh, PPR leagues. And last to close out these Sunday games is the Patriots and the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks winning a close game against the Patriots. I think there's a, a, a lot of options you can go with. Um, Kind of going into a little detail with this, I, I, I do think Cam Newton's going to be in for a, d- a decent game against Seattle, but he has struggled against his defense um, over his career with Carolina, so there is a path for not having a great game. He has had some pretty b- big stinkers against the Seahawks defense, so definitely keep an eye on that. Don't go all in with Cam Newton, obviously. Um, as for the Seahawks, we saw the Seahawks kind of pass the ball much more than maybe we thought they would at the start, start of the season. This is a run-first team, but now we're starting to see maybe they are going to have Russ Cook. Uh, Russell Wilson... Uh, had a fantastic game, four touchdown passes, over 300 yards. Both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett got going. And we also saw Chris Carson get involved in the passing game as well. I like all parties on Seattle. Absolutely love Chris Carson's week. I think Chris Carson is a monster play. And I think we're going to see it on the ground. Where last week he goes through the air, which was very a nice surprise. I think he goes back to his ground game, ground and pound kind of roll. So I do like the Seattle ground game a little more than their passing game this week. But if Russell Wilson is going to be this uh, this type of player all year, I got to absolutely love Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. And we always know Russell Wilson seems to always get overlooked for some reason as one of the elite options. And I think it has to do with the the thought that Seattle is a run first team, which they are. But it looks like this year maybe they are going to be a little more of a passing team. If that's the case, absolutely love it with all the shares of Wilson I have. If I'm picking between the two uh, wide receivers, I think I like Tyler Lock a little more than DK this this week. But I think both players are are playable in all formats and are are very fine options in all formats on Sunday night. As for uh, the Patriots, I think it's, this is more of a James White than Sonny Michelle game. 
excuse me. And I also think that we're going to see Nikhil Harry kind of have more of an impact moving forward as well. I think with Cam Newton kind of talking, talking him up, I can see Harry kind of getting more and more involved as the weeks go on. I think it starts this week against Seattle. I have the Seahawks winning a close game over the Patriots. And we'll talk about the Saints and Raiders game a little more on Monday's podcast. But for, the, uh, for your season-long leagues, there are obviously going to be some questions here. Sounds like Michael Thomas is not going to play. There is a very slight chance that he does play against this game. I'm like, I'm not going to start him no matter what if I have him in any leagues. And I think I have him in a couple different leagues. I'm not going to go that route. I think there's a very good chance that he doesn't play. Actually, I think there's a nearly 100% chance he doesn't play. Yes, there's rumors that, that, that he's, he's saying he might be able to. I just don't trust it. I absolutely love Emmanuel Sanderson's matchup if Michael Thomas can't go. I think it also opens things up for Jared Cook. I also think that uh, Alvin Kamara is in for a big game against the Raiders. And I think the game we saw last week for Josh Jacobs is not in the cards. I think the Raiders are going to struggle against the Saints defense, especially on the ground. So I can see Josh Jacobs following up his monster a week one game with a dud of a week two game. So I likely will have a all out fade of Josh Jacobs in all formats, including the single game slate on Monday night. That'll do it for today's podcast. Um, before we leave, if you've not followed us on done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. It's not too late to become part of our Genius Mob and you get part of our Mastermind Chat, which we have available in our weekly, monthly, and full season packages. One-on-one access with yours truly, the genius himself, via text message regarding all things fantasy football. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020, whether it be about a, draft, a, a, a lineup question, construction of your lineup question, or maybe it's a trade. That's what our Mastermind Chat was created for weekly, monthly, and full season packet available. Reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter if you have any questions. More than happy to help you decide if that's what the option you want to go with. And as always, our weekly game-by-game game breakdowns are up on the site. I'll have the Monday night game coming out a little later this weekend. But everything else is up and going, ready to go for you. Rankings will be updated again by Saturday night for the final time this week for week two. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the listen, and let's dominate your leagues and get those W. Have a great weekend.